Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the DevThink Podcast with your hosts, Sean and... Nicola. And today's episode, we're bringing you some curated things from around the internet. I have three good ones, plus a bonus follow-up on one of them. So let's start with Senor Nicola. What you got? Interesting. Now you got me all curious with that follow-up. So we'll we'll see what it is. Uh, my first link is titled, Will This Be on the Test? Uh, this is the post by the author Seth Godin, a remarkable writer, by the way, multiple books, uh, amazing speaker. And in this post, he shares some thoughts on rethinking the online education, right? So it's actually a short post, uh, so I won't go into the details, but I'll emphasize two quotes that I very, very much agree with. And the first one is enrollment in the outcome and the process is the secret of effective education. And a bit longer one is that transformational experiences almost always involve voluntary enrollment. CrossFit or running a marathon, a middle-aged man learning a, to play a cello, a teenager giving a TED talk uh, or well, TEDx talk, these aren't the things we have to do, they're the things we chose to do. Again, great post, which actually is, how do you say this? So not something not not something that comes before it, but after it. Uh, you know, my English sucks. I don't know. Uh, so whatever it is. So this is a post post that even, oh, excellent. So this is a follow-up post to, or a not follow-up. I don't know. Go read the blog post. But what I wanted to say is, Let's say, let's go with this is a follow-up post on his book that he actually wrote, which now I totally forgot the name. Yay, Nicola, bravo. You're really prepared <laughs> for this episode, right? But the point is, oh, I actually remembered. Uh, Stop Stealing Dreams. That's the name of the book. It's about education in general. So, yeah, it would make sense that this is a follow-up because this is about <clears throat> online education. Um, so that book, Stop Stealing Dreams, is about education, and it's actually fully... Uh, available, you know, to read on medium.com. That's where he posted it. Anyways, again, I think we actually even um, reviewed his book, The Dip. I'm pretty sure we did. Um, so again, I really recommend this post. This is not, this is a short post, whereas that other that I mentioned is like the whole freaking book. So that would entail more time to read. But anyways, what's your first link? Sean. Excellent. So my first link is Tails. Tails is a Linux distribution Linux distribution that's called the the Amnesiac or Amnesic Incognito Live System. So it's a live Linux CD. You boot up into it, it automatically connects to Tor and gives you a Tor browser. So say you are a journalist or you're a whistleblower in a company, you don't want something traced back to you. You can pop this in, do your thing, and then you can turn off the computer and you're all good. There's no trace on the computer you were on and they wouldn't be able to trace it back to your IP. So it's just a nice handy thing. Or if you think you're being spied on, whatever. I've used it in the past. Not for anything real. I just like knowing that it exists. So every once in a while I'll install it and just, uh, well, I'll download the latest version and just run it. And um, I don't know, maybe some of our listeners who have something they need to tell, I don't know, the Washington Post, but they're afraid their employer is going to find out, can can use it. So that's all. Interesting. I was laughing internally. I was not <laughs> so that, you know, I'm like, ha, 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 ha. 
Uh, cool. Okay, interesting post. I'm really curious how you came across that. But, you know, maybe I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, cool. My second link is, of course, I guess, you know, sort of it we could title our links show Nicholas James Clear links show. Sort of. 33%. 33.33333, whatever. Uh, this one is called The Power of Imperfect Starts. Um, again, of course, obviously, it's by James Clear. Uh, and um, here's an interesting one, right? So if you obsess about the optimal process or just about the right gear to acquire or enough research to do before you start working or running or writing that book, you'll actually probably never going to start. So too long didn't read version is, just start and optimize later, right? That's it. Is that the one where he talked about the mountain climbing, the climbing shoes, the rock climbing shoes and stuff like that? Uh, this is the one where he actually talked about the packing, how do you call that, backpack gear. So okay. he goes you know, on, uh, on trips and he sees all these people backpacking and he sees like really good backpacks and everything. And he's like, you kind of like, most probably don't need this, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure, it's it's nice to know. <laughs> Actually, this is a funny one. My dad, I don't know how well this one will translate. Probably it's not going to translate at all. <laughs> uh, there's a certain brand of certain machines, you know, like a screwdriver, electric screwdriver machines and stuff like that. Yeah. It's called Hilti here, yeah, right? Yeah, we, we have them. And he's yeah, like, high quality. oh, uh, yeah, exactly. High quality, right? And he's like, no Hilta machine is going to make a master, right? You've got to become a master. And the tool, eh, you know, great. That tool may definitely help you, but it's not going to give you an edge. So if you're a beginner, you can work without whatever. You can work with the best thing, but it's probably not going to mean anything. However, if you're a master and you get a master's or high quality tool, now that's a game changer, right? Maybe. I mean, a master could do something with a shitty tool that a beginner couldn't with a great one. So excellent. All right. Number two, which is probably the coolest thing I've seen all week. It's a link to an episode of the Joe Rogan experience. It's his podcast. And he had on a man named Daryl Davis. Daryl Davis has been a musician since, I don't know, maybe the, uh, how old is he? So it'd have to be like at least the seventies or so. He's a black musician who has, since 1983, made it his hobby to hang out with KKK members and attend KKK rallies. And oh. as a result of that, he has over 200 KKK members have quit the Klan because of knowing him. And many of them have given him their KKK robes. So he has a collection of robe, Klan robes, that he takes on tour and he does talks and tells these stories about he sat down with like these, you know, the grand wizard of whatever, you know, state and things like that and how he became friends with them in some cases where one would only be around him with an armed guard at first. And then two years later, he's being invited to the guy's house for dinner without any guards. And this guy, he's like an encyclopedia of American history. He knows so much about just the United States history and, of course, the history of slavery and race relations and things like that. But there's just so much cool stuff in there, and he's such a great storyteller. And I'd actually seen him before in a TED Talk talking about this, but it was a TED Talk. It was pretty short. It was probably 20 minutes. 
This was almost three hours. It was about two hours and 40 minutes. And he told the same stuff in the TED Talk, but in way more detail and a bunch of other stories that, man, you could just sit down with this guy and you could listen to him talk all day. Such cool stuff. So I highly recommend everyone check it out. Awesome. Cool. I'll definitely check it out. Great. Uh, my last link is, well, the title of my last link is How the World's Largest Cruise Ship Makes 30,000 Meals Every Day. And this is actually a short YouTube video showing just that, right? So how they do it, right? Uh, it's funny because I asked that myself last time when I was on a cruise as the food, in my honest opinion, is actually good. It comes fast. It seems like it's, you know, totally fresh. And we were like, like, okay, great. And, you know, it's like... It's sort. I won't exaggerate it, but it sort of looks like it's you know from an actual real restaurant. And guess what? This actually is a real restaurant, handled with great precision. It's really awesome. It's a short video, like I don't know, maybe seven minutes or so. So watch it at two x, and you're done in three minutes. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. When last time we went on a cruise, my wife and son actually went on. They had a tour you can take. It cost extra, but they take you through the kitchens and they show you a bunch of stuff, and it's insane. So oh, awesome. So my last one is really just an excuse for me to talk about something I wrote. So the last one is from uh, Forbes.com. It's called, it's about the Dunning-Kruger effect. And the Dunning-Kruger effect is, it gets thrown around a lot recently because it's very funny when people misuse it slightly. But the general idea is the more you know about something, the less you think you know. And when you just know a little bit about something, you think you're basically an expert. So it's like if you're an entry-level programmer, you get to a certain point and you get really cocky and you think you're, you think you know better than everybody else. And it's only after you've been doing it for a long time that you realize not only am I not better than everyone else, but I don't know anything. Right. So I was on Reddit this. So here's my follow up bonus thing. I was on Reddit and someone was asking questions about what certifications or whatever they should do. Should I do this? Should I do that? And I, answered them with my opinion on something and someone else threw them with their opinion. They asked a follow-up question like, oh, what about Linux? And I said, well, Linux is too vague. And, you know, do you mean networking, server administration, infrastructure? And he said, oh, yeah, honestly, I didn't know there was this much in, to, in, into IT and coding. I feel stupid. So this prompted this response from me. Dude, don't think that way. Have a quick read about the Dunning-Kruger effect. Basically, the more you know about a topic, the more you realize there is to know. That's why a moron who spent 10 minutes on Facebook thinks she knows more about vaccines than a doctor. <laughs> I'll make I up. would tell you why I laughed on this very specific topic, but again, All right, later. I'll finish this. It's not too long. So I'll make up some bullshit numbers here to illustrate. Let's say a complete newbie thinks there are 500 things to learn to become a programmer. So they learn the first 50 to 100 fairly quickly and think, I've got this. By the time they know three or 400 things, they realize there are actually 10,000 things they need to know. Now they're intimidated. They question themselves. Why did they even start? They were never smart enough for this. If they get over that, they eventually get to where they know, say, 5,000 things. At this point, they realize there are actually 2 million things to know. But by now, they maybe even have a job and are making money. They feel guilty because they know they're an imposter. But they're not stupid. They're not going to give up the paycheck. Years go by, and now they're a senior-level engineer. They know about a million things but suspect the actual number is somewhere around 50 trillion. However, <laughs> they now have the wisdom to know that no one person can know all of that. That's why we specialize. And new stuff comes out every single day. Ain't nobody got time for that. So 
this is why when an entry this is why an entry level programmer is a cocky asshole who thinks he knows better than people who have been doing it for years and why we laugh at him and why when people ask us how good we are we will deflect or say we know a lot about subtopic x or whatever so uh this ties into the Dunning-Kruger effect, and I think it's a pretty good illustration of it. And it's, uh, you know, people seem to like it. So, Awesome. I like it, too. Cool. So, yes, there are 50 trillion things to know. Yeah. Wasn't it... Man, who was this? Maybe maybe Einstein, who's... Ah, oh, man. I, so, I don't want to derail this one, right? I think it was him who basically said the same thing, but I guess the Kruger defined it way better, right? Where he's like, if you're a chief of a very small village, you know, you know everything in this village, right? And outside of it, you know that there's not much, and you're like, you know, I know everything, right? But when you are a quote-unquote chief of a very big country, for example, as in the world, for example, right, you are the main man who's working on this X thing, which nobody yet solved, right? You're like, man, I know nothing, right? So it's similar, I guess. Yeah, and I think it all, it, it, the Dunning-Kruger effect is 100% about the relationship between how much you actually know and your confidence in your ability in that area, right? So, you know, you think you're, you're great because you just don't realize how much there is to know yet. So anyway, so that's a pretty good way to start out the uh, week for everybody. I hope Excellent. everyone enjoys it, and we'll talk to you next time. Cool episode. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.